What's up, world? Welcome to the Dig on Doug podcast. I'm your host, Doug, and I'm going to be bringing you episodes all about having fun, real, and deep conversations. So I hope you enjoy, and let's get digging. All right, what's up? What's up, y'all? Welcome, diggers. Welcome to another episode of the Dig on Doug podcast. I'm excited to bring another episode of the Black in America series where we're sharing stories about real black people dealing with the bullshit that happens in this country that's been happening for the 400 plus years we've been here this is nothing new y'all so be ready for the ride that has to happen after this i got my friend and my boy justin today uh, here with me to share his story talk about his journey and everything and then we're gonna uh, go from there what's up justin man doug what's going on man glad, glad to be here Oh, man, I'm so glad to have you here. Super appreciated, man. And uh, glad for you to share your story and want to be on here to share your story with the folks. Um, so if you could just give the folks a little bit of, of the background of you, um, where you're from, uh, your upbringing and everything. And then in all of that, um, when did you realize you were black? Um, well, I'm originally from New York, the Bronx specifically. Uh, I've been in Cali since... 2002 so technically like half of my life now i've been out here in california um when did i realize i was black um i'm gonna say probably like my freshman year of high school like uh like it would always seem like the white white kids had the had an upper advantage even as much of a melting pot as new york is it just seemed like, like, from that point on, I always knew that it was going to be a more of an uphill battle for Black mm-hmm. folks. Like, just, we could have the same qualifications, the same certifications, the same education, whatever you want to call it. But just based on that pigment of our skin, it's always going to be a little bit harder for us to get ahead. So I'm going to say, like, ninth grade, like, when, you know, when I really started waking up to to the bullshit that, black folks have to go through daily not saying that we can't get what we want to be with hard work but we just got to work that much harder yeah no it's 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 real and and i've never been to new york but i I always hear about the the real tough uh gutterness of like what new york is and everything and so what was that like for you growing up in new york um being black and then just also growing up in new york and what has that instilled in you and and made your makeup of who you are today Oh man, I wouldn't change anything for the world. Um, I enjoyed everything just from it teaches you. It's like that blue collar feeling, like like all my my Chicago folks. I'm sure can relate. My my Detroiters, they can all relate. Just that that grit and grind, that blue collar. Like for instance, for for middle school going, we um they uh, we get metro cards, right? <laughs> Yeah, and so I had to take a train and a bus to school every day. And this is public transportation. And it's like, that's the normal out there. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's really dog eat dog and um, big fish eat little fish. Like that's real out there. Like if you don't got the mindset and growing up in that city, it will swallow you whole. So I just, I'm thankful for the streets in New York city for making me the man I am today. Just um, with that real go get it attitude, you know, yeah, ain't nothing going to get handed to you. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's almost in the sense of the the mentality you got to have as a, as a black person, as a person of color in this country. Um, yeah, really attack stuff and and everything in that in that nature. Um, 
And so you touched on seeing in, in your freshman year of, of high school, seeing the, the lack of resources um, and the difference of working for resources as, as, as a black man and everything. And um, how was that for you and interactions with other, other black people and everything growing up and, and finding, finding your pride as, as a black person? Um, what, do, what does and what has that look like for you? Um, well, amongst my peers, like we kind of, you know, we always felt like we was in this together and, you know, we understood that nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna come save us. You know, no, there's no, no Superman gonna just tighten up the cape and come down here and just save everybody. <laughs> you know, we, we recognized that early on. Yeah. So again, it's just the hunger of wanting to do more, wanting to, wanting to have better, wanting to have more for yourself and your family because we would look around every day like like we got to get the hell out of the bronx y'all like this ain't this ain't it like we can't like i don't know about y'all but i don't see my life you know what i'm saying i don't see me settling down here i mean it's a, it's been a blessing to come out here to california but um yeah that's the first part of the question i'm sorry and the second part was what um didn't just seen uh the the resources and how how you found your your joy as as a black as a black person well i mean um i grew up playing you know playing sports playing basketball and all and then like you know i was always into the rap music and mm -hmm. saw what what our people could could bring to this world you know on multiple levels whether it's acting uh music like i said sports or what all and then like well the crazy part the, the prior took in is when I started seeing all the kids, all the white kids rocking Jordans mm -hmm. and backwards fitted cats. And then, you know, there was the whole, the throwback Jersey era. Cause you know, we start, we start everything fresh, all that fresh <laughs> shit, that's us, you know, that's us. So when I started seeing other kids of other color started doing the same thing, I'm like, okay, you know, we, uh, we, uh, we major influences out here and, yeah. you know, they i never understood like how can anybody be racist but you love trap music don't you you know you you <laughs> love you love you love yourself a gold donkey rope you know yeah. you love you know that so the, the pride like that's when that's when i started like being real prideful of, of the mm -hmm. color of my skin when i started seeing uh the culture vultures coming out yeah yeah no so definitely seeing other people wanting to be I always say in the sense of loving you know as they say like everybody want to be black until the cops show up yeah um, it's in the sense of like i say the same thing is everybody want to wear that that michael jordan jersey but but can't put in the work to be the michael jordan mm -hmm. um, it's like i want to glorify glorify what that person is when they're in a specific thing of what i like i love sports and they're a sports person but then if i don't see them with that jersey on Oh, you're just another black person. Yeah, like yeah, we rocking with them between the baselines, or we rocking with Dion between the the end zones. But once they get off that court, off that field, you know, we're good on him. Yeah, yeah, yep, exactly. Um, you know, it's, it's it's real and crazy. And so, um, what what were some of your experiences, or if you had any experiences, and it could be in New York, or it could be be here now. Just some of your early experiences of of racism, of those interactions, and everything. Um, as far as races, racism, uh, 
in New York. Um, probably, probably the the restaurants that we would go to. Um, granted, like I'm looking at it with a 35 year old mind now, and not as I was when I was 12 and 13. Whatever. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. You know, when you when you, we go to the to the Chinese spots. It's like, damn, like it's all, you know, all Asians in here, as it should be. You know, I'm not going to feel comfortable eating at a Chinese spot with a bunch of Mexicans in there. Like, not. <laughs> so that's when that's when I started, like, realizing, like, damn, like, they take care of their own. You know what I mean? Like, like so, so like I said, it's not really racism, but it's more like uh, we looking out for us because ain't nobody else going to look out for us. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's how they rock. And, you know, white folks been rocking like that since forever, take care of their own. And unfortunately, it seemed like we the only ones that don't do that. Yeah. At least at least not enough or at least not on the grand stage. You know, mm-hmm. you know, shout out to the to the local uh, black owned businesses and all that. But we we need to see we need more, man. Like when was the last time you saw you went into a Macy's or whatever? And you saw more than three black people working in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you know, so that's what I, that that was that was one experience that that I can pinpoint for sure. But like I said, that's not so much racism, but yeah. it's more of uh, taking care of your own. Yeah, no, being able being able to see that, and and that's the one thing that I know I always notice because it's a natural thing for us to say, oh, there's a little there's a little China, there's a little Mexico area in some city, a little we, Italy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but there's never a little like. Africa and and I always attributed that to attributed to them having connections back to their homeland and ours being severed from us. Um, not by choice, but yep. yeah, not by and yeah, not by choice. And so it's, but then it's also we it, like you said we could rally around that and make those little areas and everything. And so you know, hope hoping and and going forward and everything, we can we can build those kind of things to have like. Hey, let's go to Little Africa, and like people aren't like, oh, like you're gonna go where some bushes or something is, and have some bullshit, right? Um, of that stuff, and it's it's always that that tie and everything. So, talk about your transition of coming from like New York and then coming to California, and then how all of that adapting and change and everything was was for you, and what was it like um, being in California now? Um, it was it was culture shock. Um, well, first, like first, my mom had came out here, and then I came uh, shortly behind her. Just if I stayed in New York, you know, with my dad or whatever, it was gonna be issues. I was gonna be getting in trouble, whatever. So she came, and then to of all the places in California, she she goes to Vallejo because I had an <laughs> uncle there, <laughs> right? And I never heard of Vallejo, California, in my life. Like I just heard of San Francisco, you know, L.A. Like I barely even knew about Oakland, honestly, because. Oh, wow. Oakland never got that much run, at least on the East Coast. And it was just always this allure of California because the only thing I would know, like, when you watch, you know, you're a football fan. So we would get the, we get the double headers every Sunday, right? Yeah. So the first, the first game, you know, I get to watch my Giants or whatever, and it'll be cold and rainy and just disgusting weather. And then <laughs> for that second game, when they cut over, like, oh, we welcome you. We welcome those who've been watching the Giants and and Redskins over to sunny San Diego. You know what I mean for that second game, and I'm just like, damn, California, and it was, it was all beautiful. So that's all I, you know that that was that was my only thing. That's all I knew about of California was just what I saw on TV. But they showed me Hollywood and all that. Like I had no idea how grimy the tenderloin is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I had no idea about any of that. 
Um, but as far as the transition, it was a bit of a culture shock because um, you born and raised in Vallejo, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was a bit, it was a bit slower. But to be honest, just uh, the people, uh, that, was a, that was a bit of a shock for me too. Um, to this day, believe it or not, like I said, I've been here since 02. And people, strangers would be like, you're not from out here, huh? And I'm like, nah, I'm not. And, th- and it's crazy how they can tell. You know, I take that however you will. I don't think it's not a knock on California. It's an yeah, or yeah. nothing like that. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it about my transition here. Like, I'm glad I'm glad to be here now. You know, yeah. I've got my family, found a wife out here, got my kids out here. So, I'm chilling. You know, it's, it's it's definitely a vibe and everything. It's, there's, there's a difference. Like, I was talking with a friend the other day, and we were talking about, I don't think any era, any other city, state, whatever you want to say, has a shoe more nomin- uh, uh, connected with it like New York has Timberlands. Like, we don't wear Timberlands <laughs> out here. Like, right. California is not a, like not a Timberland state at all. Like, we got Timberlands, but we ain't got Timberlands. <laughs> and so, like, that's like, like, I was telling her, and I was telling this friend, I was like, I want to go to New York and just wear Timberlands, and then I'll just, like, leave them on the block for, like, the next person. <laughs> like, I wouldn't bring them back they to, will like, get used. <laughs> like I would not bring them back to Cali for like to use them. Like, nah, yeah, get your uh, get a get your uh, your North Face bomber jacket too. There, okay, there you go, and then I'll just leave it all on the street corner and be like, okay, now yeah. I'm going back to Cali. No doubt, no doubt. What's crazy is uh, like the way the way it's built as far as structure in the Bay Area in New York City is super similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, like you know how the five boroughs make up New York City. Yeah. And then you got all of these cities that make up the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. It's the same. Like San Francisco would be Manhattan. Okay. Oakland would be like Brooklyn. You know what I mean? San Jose would be like Queens. Cause it's like it's it's real. It's it's built the same way, except it's uh y'all got way more freeways out here, and um you need a car to survive out here. You don't need a car to to survive in New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all definitely that's, got that's that. That's the biggest difference right there. Yeah, that that public transportation and taxis and all of that stuff. Yeah, so. trains run all night. When I found out how the BART works, like they actually stopped the BART at a time, I was like, "What kind of shit is this?" <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gonna cut, shut down the BART? What is, what, is, what is shut down at like midnight or eleven? Or yeah, yeah, I think it's like, or it's like, well, I think some uh, sometimes it depends because I think it's like two or something or three, maybe sometimes. All right, well, I mean that's not as bad. Yeah, but it's not twenty four like you're saying, like is in New York. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So no, no, that's 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 definitely that's definitely wild. So, <laughs> nah, New York is a different beast. I mean, it's still it, New York, and and no knock on New York right now. I mean, there's no like it's not a rush to get to New York for me, but it's definitely something I want to go and experience one day and just and just see. Yeah, bu- bucket list type shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got to make yeah. sure I talk to you. Like, I got to get my like game and everything right and my facial structure right before I go out there. Like, I got to be like prepared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, keep a keep a halfway meme mug. That way, they, you know, they let them know you ain't no bitch. But at the same time, let them know you ain't here for the problems. Yeah, so, no, half and half. It's a nice balance. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely got to get ready for all that stuff and everything. And so, um, getting getting back a little bit to the to the black and black in America and everything. Like one of the things that's always touched on is the the American dream. Um, and so how do you see that, the, the Timberlands and, and everything of the American dream? And then what's your reality um, if they aren't the same? Um, 
this probably is an unpopular opinion among black men, but I believe in it, you know. But okay. again, touching on what I touched on before, it's just a harder, steeper uphill battle to achieve that quote unquote mm-hmm. American dream. But like I, I, I wholeheartedly believe, like I'm raising my my three mixed breed daughters, mm-hmm. you know, that they can do and be anything they want to be, but we got to put in work. And I'm also letting them know that it will be a harder battle for them, A, yeah. because they're women, or they will be women, and B, because they're black, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I believe I believe that it's, it's, it's obtainable and achievable, but we just have to, we might have to go the roundabout way to get there. Yeah. You know, but I believe, I believe you can get it. And so, and when you, and when you say the, the American dream, what, what is your definition of the American dream? Just the idea itself. It's not a, it's not a number, you know, it's not, it's not a dollar figure. It's just mm-hmm. that I want to do this and I'm going to do it. So everybody, so however many uh, millions of Americans there are, there's that many number of American dreams. You know, yeah. one, one person's American dream could be to be in the NFL. Another's could be to be a doctor or, you know, whatever. So the, your, your American dream is different than mine. Yeah. So I just think the whole idea of the American dream is, is just what it is. Yeah, so, so the concept of what it is, not the, because typically a lot of people usually go with, oh, I want the white picket fence and the house and the, and the dog no. and, and all of that stuff. But your yeah, definition is just success and making it. Exactly. Whatever whatever your threshold of success is, mm-hmm. get over it and go through that bitch. And that's the American dream to me. Okay. And then so and how has it been teaching your your daughters and stuff about being black and everything in, in this country and what that means? Like you talk about with one being being young women and then eventually being women and what that means, but then also being black and knowing going into the world what that means for them. Well, um, they're still uh, little right now, so they don't quite understand. I mean, my oldest is 10, so she, okay. she gets it. You know, I'm in her ear the most about it. You know, and my, my youngest, I mean, uh, yeah, my youngest is about to be five next month, and then my middle is seven. So they're all super smart, but mostly the older two I'm trying yeah. to get in. You know, obviously the four-year-old doesn't know what's going on, but they, um, my older two, they – they're aware of the George Floyd situation. They know who he is and, you know, the circumstances that went down. And I'm just telling them, like, this is, you know, this is where we live. This is the reality yeah. of where we live at, you know. And my goal as a father for you guys is for a better life for you guys. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's only within the grasp of what I can do. I can't mm-hmm. change, you know, the world or the country none of us can you know what i mean i can only give them the home morals and values and the game and life lessons that they're going to need to be able to navigate as black women in this country yeah and and how and now has that been received are there any certain questions they're asking or anything or just uh like no uh aren't the cops supposed to keep us safe and all of this and mm-hmm. um like that, that was the main question, but my, my 10 year old, she's going into the fifth. So they, they've had their little, you know, history on uh, slavery. They, they've touched on, you know, she knows who, who uh, Dr. King was and all of that. Mm-hmm. So she, she gets it. She, you know, she has been taught about racism. Well, and the, as much of the 
California public school can teach, right? Yeah. You know, as, as only deep as they can go. So she knows what racism is. Um, so those kind of questions haven't really come from her because she gets it, but it's, it's more about the, the, the police brutality itself. Mm-hmm. You know, like, aren't they supposed to serve or protect? And I'm like, yeah, you know, they took this oath to do what they're supposed to do. And, you know, you got bad cops. And I'm also big, 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 big on telling them that all cops are not bad cops. Again, this may be an unpopular opinion amongst us, but I personally have police friends. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? You know, that's on our side. Um, And I I get, you know, I understand that the ACAB, I get it because it's like, all right, well, these good cops aren't reporting the bad cops. Therefore, that makes them bad cops. You know, and they, they're the ones that choose to, to be under this cr- crooked and corrupt system. Yeah. It's like true, but are all of them doing that? You know, mm-hmm. we're, not, we're not sure. We don't know the intent and actions of every single cop out there. So I'm letting them know that, yeah, we don't, you know, the bad cops are the awful cops, and but don't lose sight of the good ones either. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, that, it's definitely that that conversation of that <clears throat> that that stare, and I and I think you understand it, but I think a lot of people, especially the extremists on the other side, who see like defund the police, and they're like, "Oh, well, you just saying like get rid of all police?" Like nobody's saying get rid of all police, right? You know, it's 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 a access of resources and everything, and how we could be putting a lot of that money into education and, and, and social services and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I'll even be down with, um, you know, more funding in a longer, uh, academy. Yeah. I think if I, if I saw right that the, the cops here in this country, we have the, we have the shortest academy training. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that's crazy. They're sending these cops out there scared and not fully trained and prepared for real life situations. Yeah, no, and and it's and then there's the also the and not saying education is the equivalent for anything. I'm not saying like they have to go get a certain degree or anything, but there has to be high standards for such a high position. Like nobody in when when it's on point and everything, nobody looks at police in the sense of like that's a low class position of right. job. Yeah. But there has to be higher standards. You have to be held to higher standards. Because mm-hmm. that'd be like us just having like a whole bunch of bad doctors doing bad things and then stuff not happening. Like lo- doctors get their licenses taken from them and then they're put in a book exactly of why their license was gone. Yep. Yep. I'm down for the same treatment. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, and that's why people are calling for these officers and stuff to be convicted as, as, as criminals because it's criminal acts. Yeah, just because as they, they should be. Just because they did it in a blue uniform <clears throat> don't mean that oh that that evol- that exhausts them from the criminal act. They need to be held at a higher standard because of that. Exactly. Yep. I'm right there with you. Like so so the the notion and the, the nonsense people can take from that is like, oh, like what are you talking about? We're not gonna have police and all like and all there's a difference, and and the notion that I hate is people say, oh, like uh, there's only a few b- bad apples, but these aren't bad apples; these are poisonous apples. Mm-hmm. And so there there's a difference between a, a a bad apple, but then there's a difference also between a poisonous apple. And when you have a system, especially a system of the police system that was built off of slave catching, yep, 
all of that's all of that's still there and it's, and it's still a reality and everything and so it's something that that has to be talked about that has to be shared and yeah. like, like you said held to a higher standard like it makes no sense that it's not held to a higher standard and when you see the uh, the deaths by police compared to all the other countries the u.s outweighs it by measures leaps and bounds yeah it's not even close like the second country is not even like not even America's like in the thousands. The next country is maybe in like 50, maybe. Yeah, wow. And so, and you just can't say, oh, well, it's just like, no, it's not just, it's not just America. Like it's, it's the system that's been utilized here and continue to drive forward. And the prison system is the new slavery of what used to be slavery. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. You know, it walks like a duck and sounds like a duck, you know? It's all a spade a spade. <laughs> T.O. said it a few years ago. Like, if it walks like a duck, it talks like a duck. Yes, it's, sir. It's it's real, man. So, yeah, no, man, that's 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 some real work. One of, one of the other reasons I wanted to have you in here, um, <clears throat> I, I love your Wednesday posts. <laughs> um, I, I, I have I want you to introduce those to people and tell them the origin of it and everything. And and man, I I tell you. Wednesdays are always fun on Instagram. I'll just put it that way. But go ahead and share with people your your, your wonderful, well, funny, and hilarious Wednesday post to people and why you started it and everything and and all the stuff that you've gone through like with it. All right. So uh, so I do this this segment on Wednesdays on social media. It's called White People Wednesdays. It's a hashtag that was created by Jude Angelini. If you don't know who Jude Angelini is, think back to the Jenny Jones show that used to come on back in the day. And she had a character on there named Rude Jude. You ever heard of him? Doug? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rude Jude. So now he does a, a, a show. It's called The All Out Show on Sirius XM. And so I've been following him and he's been doing White People Wednesdays forever. So I was just like, man, let me just let me hop on. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me push the hashtag. And I, you know. I guess they've been so fire that Jew has even shouted me out on his on his show. Oh wow! Yeah, like it's crazy. He was like, he was like, yeah, I made White People Wednesdays, but Jay Hollis White People Wednesdays are just dumb. They're better than mine. Shout out to him. <laughs> so he, he is the the originator is appreciative of it, and he co-signed my White People Wednesdays. I'm gonna keep doing them. Um, backlash. I haven't gotten any. Believe it or not, like white people, brown people, everybody, everybody loves it, man. Everybody's all in. And just understand that it's all in it's all in good fun, man. Mm-hmm. Like I try to find uh content of black people doing dumb shit too, but it's just yeah. harder, harder to find. You know, mm-hmm. like people of all color, we all we all do dumb shit. So yeah. you know, it's, it's all in it's all in good fun. You know, I love everybody. Um, just don't take it, don't take it to heart. Don't take none of my posts to heart. I'm just I just gotta, I gotta have some kind of outlet to be grimy, as we all, as we all do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I thought, I thought somebody reported you or something one time. I got reported on. I don't know. I don't even know, bro. It's like it's the social media guidelines. They're so arbitrary. Yeah. It's like why am I, why am I in trouble now? They don't even tell you. It's just like there's like the rules are, are arbitrary. They they'll decide that all of a sudden they don't like something you post and up your flag or up your shadow ban. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I can't figure it out. It's 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 really it's it's, it's hilarious. Like I come across, and I'm like, like every time, like like usually my comment is like, where do you find these? Because I'm just like, <laughs> some of them are so. I'm like, 
this this like and I believe everything under the sun is is real and believable, but I'm just like like how, you're... right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... Oh man, I, I I pull from Facebook. People send me things. Like a lot of people send me stuff. Um, so if, if if y'all see some hilarious and y'all want me to post it, I will tag you. Um, I don't know if it's if it if it's promote myself time or not. So I'll save that. <laughs> I'll let you tell me, <laughs> okay. let you tell me yeah, when it's that time. We'll, we'll do that at the end and everything. So <laughs> yeah, man, them 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 posts are h- hilarious. You should definitely check them out. Um, Thanks, what, man. What what does it mean for you? Um, now, um, 35 kids, everything, um, wife, um, what does it mean for you to, to be a, a black man now? Like what, what does that mean for you? Well, I mean, it means that I can do anything I want to do. You know, Mm -hmm. I believe that we, us as black men, we are the ultimate alpha males in the, in the world. You know, I think. You know, everybody wants to strive to be like us physically. You know, we're we're the best athletes in the world. We're the the coolest human beings in the world. Just it's just awesome to be black, man. Like, we are the sauce. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, for me, that means it means culture. It means mm-hmm. influence. It means strength. It means will. It means determination. Like look, look where we've been coming over. Like you and I, we haven't experienced. Nearly what our ancestors have, you know, we can't speak for that. But it's yeah. still, we come from that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's what it means for me to be black, man. All those adjectives. Yeah, no, man, it's it's, it's real and powerful. Who has who has been some of your your influencers, um, as in that that mode of like a black man and everything? Um, believe it or not, my mother. She was uh, a huge tool for me growing up. Um, we we grew up rough. Well, I grew up rough. Um, my mother was on drugs, raising me for the most part. And she would tell me, like, even when I was, you know, out messing up, you still got up and went to school on your own. Like, I could have, I could have been a dropout. I could have, yeah. you know, gotten into to the streets. I could have done anything, but no. You know, I graduated on time. I um, was getting up, making myself food and everything. So when I say that she was a tool, she showed me what not to do. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I love my mother very much for that. You know, she's been clean and sober for over 15 years now. Oh, congratulations. Um, yeah, right on, man. Yeah, so she she showed me what not to do again. So she's been in huge to me. Um, sorry if I'm letting anybody down by not saying some athlete or rapper. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't, you know, like I said, she raised me, so I didn't have male figures in my life to, to look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just never big on, oh, I want to be like be like Michael Jordan. One, because yeah. he used to always kill the Knicks, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never wanted to be like Mike. And, you know, like these dudes, I, it's like, I don't know if they ever truly cared about me because I never yeah. see them in the hood or whatever. That was, that was the young me thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to my my mom. Yeah, no, no. Shout out, shout out to Justin's mom. And but I mean that's real because, and that's why I I try to have different people in here because as black people, we're all not 
as beautiful as our culture is across the world, as you see most, so many people loving it across the world, mm-hmm. we have different things. We, we, we get different sources of, of support and everything from different ways. And so there can be that onus of feeling like I, I see what I see, what I hear from the stories of, of black people and maybe successful black people who, who's made it, however we look at made it, looks a certain way and then mine doesn't line up with that so maybe i'm not fully black or you know so being able to mm-hmm. hear different stories to really understand is powerful and I, and I and i super appreciate you with all of the stuff that you're sharing just being authentic with you and not trying to fit into some box oh yeah man that's all i know how to be is me man like what that, that ain't gonna do nothing for me trying to do or sound like the next person you know what i mean yeah no, I, I think we all we can all learn from each other. Like you said, you bring you bring different people on here and hear different experiences and life stories, and it's like we can all pull from each other, man. You know, we can all soak up something from each other. Oh, that's real, man. I like that. Soak soak up from each other and really and really build and grow. And if you in life, and I was talking having this conversation with somebody, um, just talking about like the police stuff and. In life in general, you don't want all you don't want all of the same like-minded people around you all the time. Um, right. Because you're gonna just keep going around in the same different avenue. You want people, you know how they say always have people around you who are, you know, striving and doing things so that you can strive and do things at that same level and everything as well. You wanna you wanna build and grow. And so um, what would be your advice for us as as we continue to grow and develop as as a black community to come together and maybe eventually build that that little Africa uh, somewhere um, out here in the Bay Area and multiple cities throughout the throughout the world. I'm gonna just play off of what you just said. Uh, get away from like-minded people. I mean, I always uh, grew up with the motto at, of uh, you're best represented by the company you keep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so wherever I'm at, whatever kind of social gathering I'm at or even business gathering, if I'm the dumbest person in the room, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can only I can only learn from that. Yeah. Did I lose you, Doug? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm here, man. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, think, I, I think you had froze on my screen. Oh, okay. But yeah, um, I'm okay. Like being the dumbest person in the room, you know, I can only learn from that. I can only go up from that. Um. And as far as what we need to do, man, is there, I mean, is there really a right answer for that? No, I mean, just what, what's one step? What's one step you would recommend? Like, because there's a bunch of steps we got to take, but what's one step you would recommend? Okay. Um, I, was, I was having this conversation with a homeboy the other day. Let's, uh, let's start taking the pockets. Let's start, I'm sorry. Let's start taking the money out of the pockets of the people that don't support us. Mm. out of all these big businesses and start putting it back into our home. Yeah. That's a good, that's one step right there. That's, that is, that is a good step. Looking, looking and, and doing the research, like, because some of you are, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, look, I just, I know Nike's, it's like, there's other brands, there's other stuff that you could really look into that could really support and build those companies. Those companies aren't going to get to the level of Nike and Gucci because you keep giving Nike and Gucci all of that money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, You're right. Care. And it's convenient right now for them to put out a statement. Oh, we believe in the black people, and but it's like you're not putting back in which because I know, and I, I posted this a couple of weeks ago. I think all of these companies know how many black dollars they're taking in. Don't little fool you like they don't know. 
They do Absolutely. their research. They pay them people. So yeah. and the one of what they're trying to put towards black civil rights and everything ain't according to what the black community puts in. I feel that. Yeah, they, they got their accountants. They, they, they know, you know, they know who to market. And, you know, all of, all, all of our rappers, everybody got Gucci belts. You know, they, they know who the target audience is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm going to say for the first time, man, it, it actually seems like the world is responding. Yeah. Like it just it just it just sucks that it had to come to a George Floyd. Like it had to come to yet another black man being slain mm-hmm. but for the, Taylor, like, like all of them like yeah like i i can't remember when it was this much of a of a, a global turnout yeah like ever like I don't, I don't think i've ever seen it seen anything like this so i mean i hope it's i hope it's all for the best man i hope i hope we can start to see change but this is the first time that it feels like the world is actually has actually woken up to what's yeah. going, going on and, and 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 that's the difficult part, especially if you're a black person would see all this. It's like it's it's the it should almost be a t shirt. Like, yeah, but like it's just, right. It's like, yeah. like when convenient, right? Yeah. Like yeah, like and cause my thing when I have conversations with people right now, I'm like, it's nice, it's cool you out there, what however you're doing. And it's like, where are you six Yo. now? Where are you a year from now? Where are you five years from now? That's that's the key point. This isn't just, and I say it in this hand. This ain't just a one night stand you can have with us. No, like yeah, <laughs> you this 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 roll, is, roll with us to get rolled over. Exactly. In the song, this this ain't a tooted and booted. Like this ain't nah. It, ain't it don't that. roll like this. So it's like really put in his work. And then the thing is, fact check yourself. If you ain't built for this, then don't be built for it. Just go on the other side and be like, cool, like. Because then we know how to deal with you on that level in in that avenue and everything. And so it's really looking at it in that, are you really here for the for the hard work that this country needs to change all of these things? And as multiple people have said, and look at Ben and Jerry's, Ben and Jerry's is out here strong. Like Ben and, Jerry, ben and Jerry's about to blow up like never before. <laughs> like Ben and Jerry's done went hard in the plane on uh, white supremacy and everything. And so... But it's it's really looking at and evaluating because people do this all the time when you're looking at, especially your spending dollars, your consuming dollars, like Justin talked about using your spending money. You research and look into these 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 companies and all this stuff. You can do the same on the equivalent level and do the research for um for black owned companies, for black owned businesses. There's a bunch out here. They're mm-hmm. they're out here, they need our dollars, they need our support and everything. And get out of your head in the sense of, oh, well, they're not a, they can't be a Nike if you Nike's been established. You, some of you were born with Nike being on top already. Somebody yeah. trying start, somebody's trying to start somewhere and they're trying to get somewhere. Like, Go ahead, Justin. No, I mean, I'm just piggybacking on you. You're right. You know, we all got to be the change you want to see, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, even we got we got to start somewhere in baby steps. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you and yep. use your, use your platform. Like Justin said, dollars everybody spends, so everybody buys stuff. So you can use your platform. But if if you're an activist, go to the streets. If you're a writer, write. Like if you're a creator, create. Um, if you if you got a thing of White People Wednesday, do that. Whatever your thing is, use your platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I try to I try to get it out there. You know, by by all means necessary. Yeah, we might need somebody. Maybe somebody listening and can can get some traction, and maybe it's out there already, in the sense of 
accomplishments, like black accomplishments, and keep that as a thing. Like we can celebrate ourselves 365. It ain't just February. <laughs> You're right. Exactly. It's the reason they gave us the shortest month. Exactly. When it was <laughs> just a week. Yep. So Crazy. It's 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 wild, man. And so as we get ready to wrap up here, just um outside of anything um you said before, any just other pieces of advice you wanna wanna give to anybody, maybe some young boy in the Bronx hears this and he's like, oh man, like somebody from the Bronx and he's making it and doing it. Um, but just anybody, any advice you want to want to get to the folks out there, especially our uh, fellow uh, black community and uh, people. Better days are ahead. I mean, just chin up. We got to keep pushing. Um, it's, uh, it starts, everything starts with us, man. Um, you know, w one thing that I hate to hear is like, well, you know, you guys talk about police brutality, but what about the black on black crime? And they they have a point, and I hate that they have a point. You know, let's stop giving them that leg to stand on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Let's get those numbers down. Like the the odds are already stacked against us. We don't need we don't need to go against each other. I shouldn't have to worry about my brother. You know yeah. what I mean? But even but even with that, that's what like you said. Like I hate to hear it because it's like that's proximity. Because white people kill white people. Of course they do. Like it's just so it's, it's always the fathom of like y'all y'all act like y'all don't kill yourselves, and then y'all the serial killers and and mass shooters in this country. Yeah, and the, and the insurance scammers. Yeah, so it's like yeah. like, like <laughs> come on, bro. So, um, Justin, man, super appreciate having you on here today, man, to spend some time with me. Um, now is the time you can you can shout out and, and give them your tag and everything and anything else that you want to promote or um have them holler at you uh, about man go ahead oh yeah so um follow me on uh on ig is j underscore holla 214 that's my birthday shout out to my aquariuses j <laughs> underscore holla 214 on ig or just follow me by my my first and last name on facebook justin hunter um I keep that one a little bit, a little, little bit lighter, less kind of like the uh, like IG light for me. I'm yeah. only as half as grimy on Facebook as I am Instagram. <laughs> yeah, on Instagram, I go in, I go all the way in on on IG. Um, you go ham. Yeah, man. Yeah, look for white people Wednesday posts, all of that, man, and just thought provoking stuff too. Like I, I post things like not just to be grimy, but to kind of get you to think a certain way. Too. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's a little bit deeper. Read, read between the lines of the memes. Don't just take it at face value all the time. Yeah. And then shout out to you, guys. I love what you're doing, man. Oh man, I man, I greatly appreciate it, man. Truly, truly, truly appreciate it. And like you said, like start a conversation, like because I post, I I commented on one of yours, um, white people Wednesday one, and then got some information from another lady about the picture, and then I went and looked it up, and like about the the research of it was a protest uh, down in Texas about a. Uh, Cox, not Glocks, um, right? And and understanding that because the picture is jarring as I could get you, but then there's you know to get the context under that and everything was um, was super insightful and super helpful because um, then learning about policies and laws and continues to confirm when people say Texas is crazy, Texas is crazy. <laughs> uh, they still ain't got nothing in Florida. They really wild in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Texas and Florida, so just just them too, man. So. Again, man, super appreciated. Uh, send uh, love to you, my, my fellow man, and uh, to the family and everything as well. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, love to you and yours too. Oh, man, thanks. Appreciate it. You take care, man. Yeah, man.
This has been another episode of Dig Undug. I really hope you got something out of this. And if you did, go ahead and make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a comment below. I want to hear from you. Also, you can reach me on Instagram at digundug or email me at digundug at gmail.com. Share this with your family, friends, co-workers, and your squad. I look forward to your comments. And with that, keep digging, y'all. Peace out.